Hi, welcome to Clitterly Speaking, the podcast. I'm Michelle Doherty. And I'm Emily Lane. We are BFFs dedicated to bringing you conversations between girlfriends over a bottle of wine. Oh, I am so excited about the wine part. Oh, me too. So pull up a chair, grab your glass, and let's get talking. Hey, hey, Emily, how are you today? Hey, 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 Michelle. Oh my gosh, I'm amazing. We are back in the studio, the real same studio that we started our podcast in from the very first episode, and now here we are. We're back. We're back in Shock City after a three-month hiatus. That's right. I'm so glad to be back here. I'm really impressed with the safety precautions and the health precautions that they're taking here at the studio with hand sanitizer everywhere, checking your temperature when you walk in, make sure you have your mask on, switching out microphone covers, yeah, things oh, like absolutely. that. I mean, I feel very comfortable being here. Oh, I totally agree. And yeah. it's just, you know, it, we, I think it was really wonderful that um, during our previous season, we were able to, you know, keep the conversations alive and keep our, um, you know, <laughs> talking to report- each other from a closet. Oh my God, right. And keep drinking wine, you know, <laughs> but I definitely, I miss that collaborative energy that you get by being around people. And, you know, when yeah. you're sharing a conversation with people, when you're in the same space, it just, it feels different. And I'm yeah. really excited to be here, the launch of a new season. Season five, baby. Here we are. I know. I, but yeah, like it's, it, it, it's kind of mind-blowing in a sense. Yeah. Um, you know, it seems like we've been doing this for all our lives, but not really. Right. I know. It's true. It's very exciting. And so. we have a great guest joining us oh, in the studio today. We couldn't gosh. ask for a better guest to kick off season five with. Absolutely. Great wine. I know. I'm yeah. really excited. So our guest comes to us through our producer. So mm-hmm. Denise has been working on um, a documentary with Laura. And you know, Laura, you have so many last names. I think you should read them all out. Should I? Yeah, it's, you should read them all Laura out. Laura Rudman? It is right, right. Edwards Ray. But I've also known you as like Papa, like you, your husband's name, Papa Ray. Like I've heard, I've heard people say Laura Rudman, Edward, Papa Ray, and then you've also thrown the Edwards in there multiple times, right? Don't you hate when that happens. <laughs> <laughs> so is it is it officially Laura Rudman, Edwards Rudman, Edwards Rudman Ray? Officially, yes. Okay, <laughs> fantastic. But unofficially, my real name. Well, I just. I thought that was kind of hilarious because I did marry and divorce the same abusive piece of crap twice until I married the love of my life, who's Papa Ray from Vintage Vinyl. Okay. And when I was writing my memoir, I just thought I was really funny because who else would be that stupid? And (laughs) if you do it. You have to just put it out there, right? <laughs> right. Well, you owned it. You owned I it. owned it. You've got the hash the hash <laughs> marks next to your name, like somebody who's in prison, or like here another day goes by, another yep. another husband goes by. Here's my oh, baby. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> well, Denise is working on a um, a documentary, or did work on. It's yes. coming out pretty soon. We are so excited. Um, Denise it, is fabulous. Yeah, we think so too. So the name of the show is called Papa Ray's Vintage Vinyl Roadshow. And it is our love letter to St. Louis, and PBS Channel 9 is showing it August 28th. Oh, that's exciting. And our goal is to go all over the country, and we already went to the U.K. Denise and I had a blast. I mean, I heard a little bit about that trip. (laughs) She called herself Wendy with the Lost Boys. Exactly. It was so cute. But... um, so we want to go to each city because every record store around the country, because there is definitely a, a vinyl resurgence mm-hmm. and more more of like indie musicians and the love of music and, and music really is the healing force. And so during all this unsettling chaos that's going on, people always revert to music. Mm-hmm. So it's the perfect time and Channel 9 is... Exactly. We wanted to go with the the public broadcasting system or the PBS. Yeah, you make it available to everybody, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Well, we can't wait to hear a lot more about your story. There's so many things. I know you're an author and now a documentarian and you've 
you know, married and divorced the same POS more than (laughs) once. So there's a lot for us to uncover. But before we do that, we need to talk about our wine that we actually get to share together. I'm so excited. I know, it'll be the first time that, first time in three months that I'm not drinking a whole bottle by myself (laughs) on the episode. I hope I can remain just as funny and witty as all those prior episodes since I'll be on only half a bottle or a third of a bottle. I'm now having to exercise fair share again, which is, that you know... Yeah. It's it's a, it's a tricky balance. So, you know, it, commemorating this experience, what we're doing is we're actually bringing back a bottle that we really liked, but a new vintage. Okay. So we've had the Bastide Miraflor before. Um, we loved it. We loved it way back when. I think season um, one. That's right. That's what I'm thinking. Um, I, I think that was the one with Dr. Becky Lynn, like our very early. early, early. You know, I, mean, so, I could probably look on my phone. Absolutely. <laughs> so that's okay. We can do it later. Um, at this point, we are drinking a 2016 now. Uh, this is a, a Syrah Grenache blend um, from uh, Cote de Roussillon. This is, um, you know, I find this equally as exciting as the previous vintage that we drank, which I think was 2015. Yeah. Um, I find immediately I just opened this. So, like, I have not given it the full, you know, sniff test. But I'm finding out of the gate, like, that kind of nice garrigue that I love on the nose, the blackberry, cherry smoked meat. I think that that blackberry and smoked meat kind of comes through on that palate um, with a little bit of raspberry and white pepper. I'm very excited to explore this as it continues to open up. What do you think? Well, I think it smells delightful. Mm-hmm. I can smell the pepper for sure. And I am glad that you opened it up a little bit ahead of time. You know, like 20 minutes, people. But because um, it's better now that mm-hmm. it's been sitting in my glass. In the first sip, I was like, oh, yeah. okay, you know. Um, but again, that just goes to show you that you good things take some time. That's right. <laughs> Maybe don't rush it. But yeah, it's it's fabulous. I think it's another great, mm-hmm. um, great uh, vintage. I think so, too. And, you know, this is right in our sweet spot at $15. Perfect. So, Perfect. you know, for, let's face it, for a $15 bottle of wine. two bottles, I Emily. know, I know. Well... This was the only one I had. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. We're all, it's all the COVID times, mm-hmm. you know, limiting things. No, it's great. I would, if I were to describe this as a pair of panties, like what's coming to my mind right now is a, a deep burgundy color, sort of like a satiny but stretchy pair of panties mm-hmm. with, um, a, and I see sort of like um, flecks of sort of a black like to look like pepper, but not pepper, sort of like throughout mm. the material. That's just what's coming to me right now if this were a pansy. I think that's nice. <laughs> Boy, that pepper is coming through. It's so coming I think through, it yeah. makes sense that it's like definitely it, represented in the panty. Yeah. Not, I yeah. mean, it's sort of like, not, you know, have actual peppercorns in your panties, ladies. I would not do that I mean, to you. I that, that you would, never know. That could be exciting. That could be, that could be all kind of painful. Could be very spicy. <laughs> could be like, <laughs> you know, uh, you could be on fire and you don't want that to happen. <laughs> but more of like, just if whatever touch in uh, kind of a fabric, a uh, applique or something like that. Sure. That could look like. A texture. A, a texture that could look like a mm-hmm. little pepper. Yeah. That's what I've got going. What do you think about it, Laura? I think you've lost your mind. <laughs> <laughs> but to, I think it's really cute. Welcome to Clearly Speaking, the podcast. <laughs> right? I've never heard about comparing wines to panties. Is that what you usually do? <laughs> yes. Oh. That's what we've done, been doing for oh, five, five seasons. Well, I've listened, I've listened a couple times and I never heard you that analogy, but I like it. Yeah. yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. Yeah. So oh, pepper yeah. in the panties, it sounds kind of painful. But, <laughs> well, I mean, pepper in the material, not the actual pepper, just something that looks like pepper. It could, you know. I get it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I think it's, but I love the wine. Yeah. Good. Well, because yeah. you're not usually a red wine drinker. I'm usually not, so. but I'm becoming one. Good. Delicious. Well, wonderful. Well, welcome to our conversation. So nice to have I've been hearing about you since the you know, Denise going to England to record the documentary, and it's just so awesome to actually be able to share a bottle of wine with you and hear more about. I've heard great your things stories. about you guys too. Oh, oh fantastic! That's what's up. 
She's working yeah. out. We're going to keep Denise yeah. as our producer. She's keeper. Yeah, she's telling, you know, doing exactly what we want her to do is tell all of our good stuff out there. Uh, absolutely. Well, Denise used to always come with a new outfit. And it was, she said, you have to meet Emily. She's my stylist. I'm like, I need her so badly. But you put things together that I would have never thought. And they oh, look great. Thanks. Yeah. She was fun. like the fashion queen. I mean, it's it's like, you know, it kind of akin it to when I was a kid playing dress up with my Barbies, you know? It's well, like, Denise, it's your Barbie. so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just throwing a bottle of champagne. It's like playing Barbies all over again. It's great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, Emily definitely has a lot of style. And oh, I'd, my gosh. Um, one time, early, on, early days, and I think I've mentioned it on a podcast before, we had gone to a conference and she had on this, mm-hmm. these great pants that sort of like reminded me of like, um, like a genie kind of. Mm, pair of pants that mm-hmm. you know would be great tango pants as well, and a cute top and a little jacket. And I, I don't know if, remember if you had a beret on or something that day, Probably. but everything was just down to the purse. And the other women at the conference were stopping her and saying, "Excuse me, can I take a picture of you?" <laughs> like just, Emily was so gracious, of course. You know? And I'm off to the side, sort of getting like a little pissed off. And like, I'm like, am I chop hey, meat? Hey, she's a lot more than just a pretty face. <laughs> you know, she's more than just her outfit, people. And yeah. what am I, chop liver? I know. Oh, I, I, I rock, I rock the black. I know how to mm-hmm. wear black, you know, I, all shades of black. So, yeah, it was it was kind of funny. Yeah. Um, but you, you, can't, you get used to that when you're, when you're hanging out with Emily. Well, and just like I get used to you, Michelle, being the funny one. You know, we, no. we you know, <laughs> Michelle takes the stage. It is awesome. I love it, you know. And Michelle um, finds a stage even when there isn't a stage. That's, <laughs> that could be the problem. That could be the issue sometimes. It's like, did she, did she like just sense out that open microphone in that corner? <laughs> Nobody else saw it. Is this on, everybody? <laughs> Excuse yeah, me. Yeah. I've got some things to say. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But we, oh, it works well. It does. It works well. It's a good well. dynamic here. Yeah. So, all right. I want to start with talking about this name of yours that you've revisited multiple times. So, um, you were married to the husband that is the POS, right? Correct. Um, then you were apart, and then you were back together. So, what took you apart, and what made you go back together? Well, and are we going to give him a name, or just call him POS? <laughs> um, how about Psycho Dick? Psycho Dick. Okay. Okay. okay, yeah. Or we I can do that. call instead of POS. Is it PD? Psycho okay. Dick. Psycho like Dick. That? Okay, yeah. that's fine. Yeah. Okay, so I met him when I was young, and I married him. And we were married for seven years. And, you know, when you're young and you're stupid and and before you say I do, these guys are like everything that you think that they are. But the minute you say I do, it's like give me a beer and make a baked oh. potato bitch. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's kind of how it was. So he, he was. He morphed into. Quickly. Psycho dick. Pretty quickly. Wow. And by the time I divorced him the first time. How long did you date him? Before you married? Not long. Okay. Like maybe three months, four okay. months. So, okay. But I fell madly yeah. in love with him. And I had, I don't think I had ever been in love before. Mm-hmm. And um, so you I, thought it was love. You, like, you're like, all these feelings and emotions I'm feeling has got to be love. I mean, when you think about how when you were young, oh. like that, you know. So in my book, I decided to teach everybody for what um, I call her Swami Samantha. She was in... She's a swami off of 55 and Bayless in South City. And my very good friends took me to her, her double white trailer, and she taught me numerology. Oh, interesting. Do you guys ever do numerology? I, yes. I have, like, played with it, but— I'll have to do your numbers. Oh, cool. But in my first book, I teach everybody how to do it. And the reason why I'm saying that is because, according to Swami Samantha, and you don't have to pay the $25, but <laughs> as, as my new best friends, I just want you to know, she says that, that everybody has nine lives, kind of like kitty cats. Okay. Is that what you learned? Yeah. And if you're a one, two, or three, you're in your learning years, and nobody has ever done anything for you, and you go three steps forward and two steps back. And it goes on and tells you what your characteristics are as a four. Well, I'm a five, according to Swami Samantha, and the only thing that is important to me is family, love, relationships, 
and sex. Okay. So that totally explained because it was the very first time I had an orgasm. Was it with and this? I'm like, okay, I'll marry you. Oh, <laughs> right. you have five kids? Sure. I've watched Sound of Music. I love the kids. <laughs> They'll love me. I'll learn how to make their, their clothes out of uh, drapes. Curtains, it's yeah. okay. And it was all because of that damn orgasm. And I blame numerology. <laughs> if my mom would have had me like one day later, I would have been into money instead of sex. So, Well, in... <laughs> How old were you, out of curiosity? It was 24. And but a was young that 24. your very first orgasm? Isn't that sad? Especially yeah. for a five life. I know I wasted right. many years. Yeah. I know. So was that your first orgasm total or just your first partnered orgasm? I know this is kind of questions <laughs> we like to ask on our I podcast. Think total. total. Isn't that yeah. sad? Isn't okay, that so sad? Um, I know. discovered that. It made yet. me do stupid things like marry him. And then seven years later, I think what happens, I, I really honestly think verbal abuse is worse than physical abuse. I mean, they're both horrible. Yeah. And, but I think if he hit me once, I would have left because, you know, you wouldn't take it. But when you're told every single day that you're fat or you're ugly mm-hmm. or nobody would love you or deep down you want to screw your brother, I was like, you're the one who's from Arkansas. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. But he was just so abusive that I I was like so small and mm-hmm. so beat up that after seven years when I when I I finally left him, I actually took him back like three, three, four weeks later. And I got pregnant right away. Whoa, okay. So then I had my wonderful daughter, who is now 25. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. And right away, I got pregnant with my second daughter, who's 23. Best things that ever happened to Mm -hmm. me. So I remarried him. And then the minute he started with the drinking and the abuse, I left. Mm -hmm. I didn't really care about me. But once I had my kids, it was like, you are so dead to me. I don't care I don't care how horrible you are. I mean, how horrible your life is. Before, I used to care about him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and felt a little bit of responsibility to oh, him to definitely. like make sure you know. Well, how is how is he going to do do things if I leave? Oh and, yeah, you know where oh. will, where will he live? Or you know, I always cook all of his meals. Where you know those kinds of questions will keep you in the situation a lot longer. So I went to the best therapist who saved my life, and I think about what she told me every single day. And I don't know if anybody out there has this has this you know experience, but she said. Psycho Dick was in a deep, dark hole. And no matter what you did or what I did, you know, I'll lose 10 pounds. I'll be better in bed. I'll be a better cook. I'll be, you know, I'll make more money. I'll find you a job. My boss even hired him. You know, I'll do everything I can to get you out of that hole. Because if all of us were in that hole, we'd scrounge our way out. We'd get Mm -hmm. out of that friggin' hole in a heartbeat. But he liked it. It was his hole. It was his comfort zone. And to this day, I don't think I've ever been happier. I don't think I've ever been more in love. And I still think, God, it's so sad that he's still in that hole. Mm. But he likes it. It's his comfort zone. It's, you know, so I... Sometimes I've found when people are in those holes, they like to either bring people into it themselves. It's almost like a a power move of theirs, you know, men and women. Yeah. Um, It's more comfortable to have others around you. Others who are just as miserable as you are. Yeah. Yeah, Come on into my hole. I can see how, you know, when you left and then came back and a short amount of time had transpired, you know, when when you're abused, be it verbal or physical, it really whittles down your your self-worth and... And it can, you know, I can see how being um, separated, um, that confusion of uh, that you must have been going through, and how you kind of found comfort also in that dark hole that you had become, oh yeah, familiar with, you oh, know. Yeah. And unfortunately, my father was just like him. Mm. Like probably about two years later, one of my best friends came into my house and she said, "Why do you still have Psycho Dick's picture up there?" up on your wall. And I said, that's not Psycho Dick. I said, that's my dad. <gasps> really? Like, you know, and you realize, and that was one of the reasons why it was like, I'll be damned if my beautiful little girls do the same thing I do. Right. I mean, you don't even realize that you're doing it. 
You have no idea. And I mean, you'll, you know, you can watch Dr. Phil or you can, you know, go to psychologists and psychiatrists and they can like tell you other things. But until you just realize the pattern that you're Mm -hmm. doing, it's just, you have to break the cycle. Were you ever afraid for your life or your children's life? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was he was mean and nasty, and I mean, I was his meal ticket. I did everything, and and I really hope he's not listening. <laughs> oh, I, I, I doubt okay. he's listening. It's okay. To, yeah, I don't care. Um, he's still in his hole. I don't think there's a radio or a podcast there, right. but, especially not clearly speaking. The podcast <laughs> right it sounds way too empowered for probably exactly. someone like him. Yeah, I don't think he liked women at all, which is. Amazing mm. because he had seven daughters. Isn't <laughs> really? that the karma bitch? Wow. Yeah. So the rest of the really? girls came after yours. No. Yeah. I married girls. a man with oh, five kids. Oh, that's right. All girls yeah. and then our two. Okay. Got and it. were you the and second marriage or? How I was the second marriage. Okay. Right. Okay. Mm. And I wanted to fix everything because he was hurt by his first marriage. And I'm like, oh, I'll show you what true love is. Mm-hmm. And I'm just an idiot. Just an absolute idiot. You're but young. had I not met him, I would have never had my kids. I would have never met Tom. Yeah. I would have never appreciated what I have right now. So it's And do you think your girls have are breaking that cycle? Oh, I know yeah. they are. Oh, that's good. And my husband adopted them. Oh. And they okay. love him. I mean, I left when they were two and four. Mm-hmm. And so I mean, the only dad they really knew is him. Is is Tom? So it's, it's and they didn't great. have to go back and forth or custody or anything like that. No, he, he probably like is so much of his whole. It was like you know, screw you. I'm not going to completely see those kids. So I have this smart ass, wonderful attorney who felt so sorry for me. You asked me if if I was afraid, mm-hmm. and he always said, "If you ever leave me, all you all I'd have to do is put a bullet in your left temple." Oh my or, gosh. You know, the next time you see your kids, it's going to be on a milk carton. He knew exactly what to say to scare the shit out of me. And did you think he was capable of that? Oh, yeah. Oh, Oh, my gosh. In fact, one day, I think it's in my book. I'm not sure. I subliminally repress a lot of it. But one day I took all of his guns and I went down the highway. I, I took the kids to daycare and I took all of his guns and I went to a sporting goods store. And I said, can you clean these? And they said, yes. I've never picked them up. Oh, <laughs> wow. Isn't that funny? Oops. Yeah. Wow. Just got rid of every single one of them. How was that? What, did, what was his reaction to that? Uh, by that time, I was gone. Okay. I did that right before I left. Okay. Did you have to go into hiding or anything like that? Yeah. Okay. Very, very short amount of time. Mm-hmm. I was always afraid because he always said that he would hurt my family too. So mm-hmm. I, but there are some wonderful organizations here. I mean, it's just in St. Louis. Oh yeah, yeah, just wonderful. Yeah, well, that's but good karma, know. karma is an amazing thing. You know, I going back to people in the dark holes. A lot of times they are they are attracted to folks that have a lot mm-hmm. of energy and a lot of spark and 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 I could say you know a lot of light you know that that's shines from them. And it and they 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 are attracted to you because of that, and then they don't want to share that with anybody else. So they work at squashing it or peeing on your light, you know. So it just dims and dims and dims, definitely. And until you try to ruin every relationship you Mm -hmm. have, and try to keep you to themselves. Oh, isn't that something that I think we've all experienced? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I think though, what's kind of what I've seen so far in all of our conversations and stuff like that is that light is still inside of mm-hmm. you and it's not out. And when you when you let it start to flicker and come up, you realize you can't stay in that situation and you're, you know, you're smart enough, you're brave enough, you figure it out and then you, then they leave and the women I've met who've left and then they're just, they're, they're like, they're shining their light for the whole world to see, right? And there's no going back. And that is so awesome to see that transformation. Well, Um, just the fact that you guys are doing this show, I think is so cool (laughs) because it's, it's girlfriends. It's Mm -hmm. the power of... Of true girlfriends. I mean, we just, 
love each other so much yep. and empower each other and, you know, you're not competitive with each other and mm-hmm. you want to see each other be as happy as you possibly can be. Absolutely. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah I, I, I think you're right. <laughs> I love you, Sam. I'm such a wife. Absolutely. There is a, a lifting and creating of community. And it, there's also a, there's so much power in communicating and sharing these stories and, and providing resources. You know, I'm thinking right. about you were saying here in St. Louis, there's great places. Maybe on our blog, we'll have to share a few of those. I, I think reference. we've, we've referenced a few of them on, er, on earlier ones, ones yeah, but, but we we'll, have happy yeah, to bring those them back in again. Out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so Laura, you then took your story and created a memoir and um, the brain dead in the burbs and cooking your way back to sanity. Yes. So um, that is delightful, by the way. Well, I love to cook. Uh, and yeah. cooking really did help me with my sanity. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was going to tell you about my lawyer. Oh, mm. yeah. So my attorney was just so sweet. And um, when I told him my story, I think he, I just looked so pathetic to him oh, that sure. he did my entire divorce for $900. Wow. And wow. he held my hand and he said, pay it forward. When you can, oh. I want you to help other people who are in your situation, which I That's have. That's lovely. He's wonderful. But I worked in the legal field. And so here I was at the county courthouse. I saw all these attorneys that I knew. I had my brother there, my sister, my mom, my two best friends, you know, and I had to play these audio cassettes of Psycho Dick saying the most lewd, disgusting Mm. things for everybody to hear. Everybody. Did of course, you had to go to trial because oh, he wouldn't yeah. settle, right? Of course, of course you Did had to go to trial. Did that settle in, in for you even? Gra- were you like, I don't know, when you're hearing that stuff once you've been removed, were you just like? Oh, it was mortifying. Yeah. yeah. Because my light was like coming back yeah. on and I was realizing, what did I do for mm. all these years? Mm-hmm. But um, so afterwards, he came back. In front of everybody. I mean, I would say there were like 50 to 100 people. It seemed like 10,000. And he said, Laura, I just want you to know you've got full custody. He's supposed to pay you $400 a week, but you know you won't make a dime. Yeah. It's like, who cares? And you got everything that you wanted. But if you marry him again, I'll (laughs) fucking kill you in front of everybody. Oh, my gosh. And everybody just... Burst into, t- I mean, laughter. It was, I was crying, but everybody else just thought it was the funniest thing they've ever heard. <laughs> so I have a chapter about him called um, A Mensch is a, Mensch is a Smart-Ass Mensch because, do you know what a mensch is? Yes. In in Go Yiddish, ahead. it means a giver okay. and a, a real generous person, but he was quite a bit of a smart butt. But yeah. Psycho Dick made his life a little bit miserable too, so he... He could have said anything he wanted, and I'm like, yeah. But anyway, yeah, I I love that you're um, the results of that story. Mm-hmm. You know, I have I have a, um, a friend who uh, divorced after 28 years of being married to a controlling psycho dick too. Um, you know, the second one, and or only married, but was only married to him, and they had they had several kids. And uh, during this Corona times, mm-hmm. he basically has kept their two youngest hostage in his home, oh. and she hasn't been able to see them because he's using the coronavirus How as old the are excuse. These kids? Uh, eighth grade and um, fourteen, oh. or, or sixteen, or something, you know. Uh, and it's just you know she has been fighting him and dealing with this for like so long, but she also knows if I. If I fight too hard, I don't want something to happen to my kids, you know? Exactly. But, but I, 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 I jokingly teased her and said, well, we could put a big sign in your yard, like, with, you know, 500 days, no, haven't seen my kids yet, you know, like, community shame him. Uh, I mean, because I don't have a problem doing something like that. <laughs> Me either. And I'm shaming him on my podcast. Yeah. And I'll help. 
Yes. But I just thought, I mean, he was the kind of uh, husband that would be uh, similar things to said to you, know, to you, like you're fat, you're ugly, you're a whore, you're mm-hmm. this, you're that. Um, and he's just, just it's all about control. He's All he wants mm. to do is control her and control his kids. And his older two have just like left and gone to the other sides of the country because they can't get far enough away from their dad. So he's going to—I really feel bad for the youngest because he's just—I don't know if, you know, how she's going to be able to break free when she goes off to college. And he and he likes to play that money game, you know, like, well, I won't pay for your college if you do that X, Y, Z. Well, they're ex- excellent manipulators. Excellent you manipulators. Know, you know, I, I know that I've shared multiple times some stories about—I've I've had actually more than one stalker in my life, but I had one that— stuck around for a long time. And I remember um, that taking that stalker to court. And um, Laura, when you're talking about like all of these things coming out that everybody's hearing, I like that was such a moment because, you know, I had shared pretty graphic information and I had my family and my friends all around and things that you just, you don't want them to hear, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, and and it was, uh, to your point, you know, it was, it was hard enough to get to that moment where you're actually in court making this, you know, very public proclamation, you know, that things are very wrong, and now, and in, in, in like you, I just, I'd, it took a lot of courage to get to that point. And then, you know, having this stuff all unfold before. Well, let me ask you guys this. Way, it was really um, is that, uncomfortable. Is that uncomfortableness, and this is just came to me, the uncomfortableness about that stuff being shared in the court of law was because you weren't quite sure that your support system wouldn't look at you mm. as if you had brought this on yourself? No, that wasn't the problem for me. No? I think that's a great point, though, because it is humiliating. Yeah, but, I mean, but that I are, found, that's exactly how I found it. You're an intelligent person. Yeah. You make a lot of money. You know that, that you know, it's like, how did I get myself in this hole? Absolutely. How did I get myself in this situation? Because, you know... You you know, if you heard that story about a friend or if you knew somebody, you know, and you read about it, it's like, oh, that idiot, all she'd have to do is leave. Right. But it's so hard to leave when you do feel like you're a piece of shit and you do yeah. feel like you have a big fat cellulite ass and that you, you know, mm-hmm. that nobody would love you, nobody would like you, nobody, you know, you they couldn't survive. squash that light, right? Yeah, squash that light. Yeah, I, I think it's the same time. You're totally unworthy of yeah, anybody I, loving you. Or- I didn't question the family support system in going through that. I was just embarrassed for myself. Like I was like, you know, this Mortified. is really bad. Well, I think I think sometimes we're embarrassed because of what others will think of us, mm-hmm. and so I hope that we can moving forward in life, mm-hmm. not be judging of other people's dirty laundries when it comes out, right? Completely. Yeah. Or their spouses or their boyfriends. Yes. Yeah, exactly. You you should not be judged on your partner. You should be judged on yourself and your soul and your heart. I know. I mean, I, I love that. I do the best I can for Melania. You know, I try not to judge her. <laughs> you on know, her I I have to. <laughs> but it's getting yeah. really hard. But it's, it's getting. Drink. It's getting Don't really you? Hard. I mean, you know, she's, she could be a prisoner too, ladies. Mm-hmm. You know, a prisoner with hand- could be a golden handcuffs for sure. Oh, you know the money. And now there's all these other layers all around her, you know, mm-hmm. preventing her from breaking free. So. But if she loves her son enough, she'd find a way to break that. Uh, Talking about living in hell. <sighs> break that. Um, you never know. You just you never parents, know someone's circumstances. Her mom and dad are with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, you know, is there a threat of them getting? I mean, I know that they've all now been, you know. They're now, na- are they now all, all the, natu- I think they've naturalized, naturalized yeah. you know? I don't but, follow the, the, yeah. I don't follow the first family very, <laughs> very closely as our listeners are aware. <laughs> but, uh, you know, when yeah. we, I mean, if we we're going to think about a, a possible example of somebody stuck in, uh, a very public person stuck in a, mm-hmm. an abusive 
uh, relationship, we we could assume that Melania is mm-hmm. um, one of uh, could possibly be experiencing things that we've talked about mm-hmm. because he's so hateful and ugly to the world. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't think he would behave any differently. Beyond at home, pussy was, cat at oh, home. He yeah. cheated on her when he, yeah. when she was pregnant, right? Right. Mm-hmm. That we know of once. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, let's not let's not waste our uh, our uh, our wine and our wine. conversation on him. Really? Yeah, yeah. Feel the buzz. yeah. We're moving on <laughs> on that one. Well, maybe this is a good time for us to take a break so we can refresh our glasses and um, move on to the next layer of our fun, conversation. Fun conversation yeah. sounds great to me. Okay. If you're looking for a partner in digital marketing, you can do no better than worry-free marketing here in St. Louis. They've been such a great partner for us, and absolutely, their whole method of delivering on return on investment and really making your marketing work for you, getting you the right leads, wow, they have really queued it up for us, and we know they can for you. They'll even identify areas where you didn't even think that you could apply marketing concepts to and walk you straight through it. It's something you should look at and give them a call. You can find them at worryfreemarketing.com. And we're back. With refreshed glasses. Refreshed glasses. And we've had some giggles on our break. We have. You know? We want to share with you guys about (laughs) getting to the studio today. (laughs) We had a thunderstorm just, uh, we, even though we knew we got the, the uh, text message from the county, like, you know, thunderstorm watch, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. You kind of, in St. Louis, go, well, it hasn't hit yet. It's probably not going to hit. But it hit. It hit big time <laughs> as I was like just walking out of my house to get into the car. And my dear son, William, was going to drive me to the studio today. I had, the, I had the golf umbrella. I had my bag. I had my water bottle. Um and thankfully our sign was still in the car and I'm standing trying to get in the passenger seat and the car is like spitting at me. It didn't matter <laughs> where I put, put the umbrella. I was getting splashed in the face. You're and, not even moving. I know. I'm like trying to get in the seat and it keeps coming at me. <laughs> I hate when that happens. And I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, I know it's a new car and this is a really strange design, you know, because it just bounced right in my face. And then William said to me, he's like, oh, well, is it doing it now? As he turned off the windshield oh, wipers. No. So basically, oh. the windshield wipers were going and throwing <laughs> all that water onto me as I was trying to get in the oh car. Oh my God, that seems like a Charlie Chaplin scene. <laughs> really? Like, I, said, I, I cursed a little bit in the, not not out of anger or anything like that, but more like, why? Why? I'm all wet. And, uh, and so First I was. day back in the studio and I'm drenched. <laughs> It'll be cold in the studio. So I was sharing that with you guys. And then Laura talks about her trip to this to the studio. Oh my god. So I decided I'd be on time for the first time in my life and I even left like 15 minutes early just in case traffic was going to be bad, which of course traffic is not bad now because of COVID. But I'm driving down the highway and all of a sudden my windshield wiper flies off. <laughs> And I don't know who it hit and I'm screaming and yelling and we're like, oh shit. But the worst thing was here it's pouring down rain and I have no windshield wiper. You know, so I'm like moving my head to the passenger side <laughs> trying to see. And I mean, I am swerving and I see people flipping me off and I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm really, really sorry. So then I pull over on the side of the road and I see this poor homeless man. Who had a bicycle, and I said, "I'll give you twenty dollars if you can, if you know how to transfer my windshield wiper on the passenger side to the driver's side." And he was like, "Okay, I'll try." Well, he couldn't do it either, so I just <laughs> gave him the twenty, and I said, "Stay dry, stay, stay safe." And so I had this really gross, disgusting dog blanket for our blind and deaf. Catahoula in the back seat. And so I'm wiping off the window. I look like a drowned rat. There's dog hair on my window. And I thought I still have four miles to go until the studio. But that was my trip. Hopefully the rain is <laughs> over where we can maybe switch, try to switch your windshield wipers before well, you go home. Well, my today. husband's going to meet us. Oh, okay. He's going to be, isn't that sweet? That's sweet. Yeah. yeah. That is That's very nice. sweet. What a keeper. Yeah. Emily, did you get uh, drenched at all? <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> 
course. What's wrong with this? Did we mention Emily has like this natural aura that kind of just keeps it rain? I have a rainbow over me that I just write. At all times. And it just rains on us. And little little birds that, you know, sing as she's walking. Very much like Cinderella. Oh my God. Or Sleeping Beauty or any of those fairy tales. Oh my God. There is a little something about the birds, I will tell you. So we've talked about in a previous episode how I had like a little baby bluebird that like flew onto my shoulder and landed there for a while and hung out. This was last year. Yeah. Now this year I have a baby robin that's in my yard and this robin follows me on walks. So like I'm, I'm walking all around the neighborhood and it's just like hopping along the fences and into the trees. And it's like my pet Robin. It is so cool. Yeah. Isn't that sweet? It's really. Probably wants your attention. Yeah. You might have to sit out. You might have to sit with it and ask why it's here. Yeah. You know, I always believe in that, you know, like, why, why are you here? Who, mm-hmm. who wants me to know something? Who are you? Yeah. <laughs> who were you in your first life? Exactly. <laughs> what is your Are message? you that stalker I went to, I went to court over? Asshole. <laughs> 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 He's got yourself? a little tiny dagger in its claw. <laughs> <laughs> so hard to keep it while he's going along the, uh, the fence line. Uh, well, we were talking also on break about the numerology. Oh, and yes. And we wanted to do like a quick reading. A reading. I don't know if that's Yeah, possible. how do we do that? And how do you like, wh- how do you calculate it up and what does it all mean? Well, according to Swami Samantha, you add your birth date together. Okay. Like all the numbers. All the numbers. Okay. So, would you like? Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah, let's you, do go it. Ahead. So. That's Michelle. Right okay, there. so Michelle gave me her birth date, and what I did was I added everything up, and then you add it together so it's one number. Okay. And like I said, according to Swami Samantha, we're all like kitty cats, and we have nine mm-hmm. lives. So if you're a one, two, or three, you're in your learning years. If you're a four, you're in your career life. You can't multitask at all. But whatever you are, you are superior at it. But you can't multitask worth Okay. If you're a five, you're like Michelle and I, and I just realized she's my soulmate. (laughs) So (laughs) move over. You got a new friend. (laughs) Um, Fabulous. Whether or not you like it, I'm your new BFF. Wonderful. And so our our whole life, nothing else matters but our family, our friendships, love, relationships, and sex. Okay. That, that's the only thing. It's like everything is to help our friends, to help our family. Yeah. So and to have great can sex. I, great can sex. I ask you? So okay. So the nine lives. Is it progressive in that? Like okay, if we have nine lives, we're in the first three, the second three, the third three, or is it just a like? Is it consecutive on a timeline no, or you do not remember, necessarily? I only paid twenty five dollars for this, and I oh, didn't even okay. pay it. My my good <laughs> friends did, but according to Swami, mm-hmm. she said since I'm a five this year, this life, my next life, I'm going to be a six. Oh, okay, so which it is, is amazing because I'm going to hate myself because sixes, the only thing that matters to them is money. Mm. So, yep, you're going to be a six, that too. That seems okay. really See, strange. And we'll still be soulmates, but yeah. we'll just hate each other. <laughs> Maybe we won't hate each other. We'll, we'll be rich. We'll identify the, the good things in each other. We'll have money. Around a fantastic <laughs> bottle of wine, yeah. you know, on the yeah. on the Riviera or yeah. something. Yeah. That's the ticket. Yeah. Mm. I always find the positive. Thank you for that. Yeah. I really appreciate it. So then yeah. six, seven, eight, and nine. All right, nine. so six is, is the money sign. That money rules you. And then seven, eights, and nines are very interesting. They're the wisest old souls. Okay. So if you're seven, and they each have their own characteristic. So sevens, and I have a daughter who's a seven. And thank God she's in Nicaragua, so she can't hear me. But (laughs) I wanted to hold her because sevens have addiction around them. Whether or not it's their a family member or their friends or they gravitate towards somebody who has addiction or it's them. So it's either drinking or sex or gambling or something. But in their life, they'll have addiction around them. Okay. And then, and in my mind, when I was holding this beautiful baby, I was thinking, 
oh no, what do I do? But then I thought her seven, her addiction is her biological father. Mm-hmm. Oh, that makes so sense. Yeah. Now it's over. So that yeah. was it. And then eights are wise old souls. And their their whole thing, in fact, I have many friends and a mother and an older sister where they're wise old souls, but if and they're generous to a fault. But if you ever piss them off, they will just you're dead to them. Cut you mm. off. They will cut you off completely. Okay. And it's bizarre. I mean, and and they're all like that. It's like they're they're loving and they're generous until you hurt them, and then they're just like, interesting. You're done. Sh- they can just cut you off. In fact, if you want me to do other numbers, and then there's nine. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like your son. Yeah, and they are superior. Mm. Wise old souls always have. They can stop and start the relationships. They will be whatever they want to be. They have control over. Us little small numbers. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? So I guess, and again, you've had one session with Swami Samantha, but Only I'm hoping one. you'll have you'll know this answer. Do you take with you the lessons from the prior number into your next life? Is that what they they say? I because don't know. you would think that, that would by the time sense. you got to nine, well, you, you're superior. You, you know would everything. Think that, but then think about where the first the the six is like the money hungry person, right? Yeah, or that money rules them. Right. Okay, so. Somebody who's coming out of love and family to go straight into all about money. That seems like you're not really taking all those lessons forward. Well, or maybe it could be like, well, I gave up. Uh, I had a great time before with all that love and family and sex and stuff. But <laughs> I had some more, I've had I, orgasms. I, was, uh, I want money. Time. I, was <laughs> a little, I was a little broke most of the time because I was taking care of everybody. Because I gave it all away. <laughs> taking care of everybody else. <laughs> and I think this time I just want to focus on myself. Possibly. Yeah. 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 You know, that's um, the ticket. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Yeah. And then she says that after you're nine, you start all over again. I get one. Mm. So isn't that fun? So maybe, okay. So that was going to be my next question. Yeah. Okay. Got right, so I'm it. a five and you're a five, and my son, Will, is a nine, and my other son mm. is a three. So thankfully, he's at the end of his learning years, but it is taking him a little longer. But your and older son or your my, nine my younger is son. ruling. The yeah. entire family. Well, the, and you know, his siblings would say, yes, that happens. Um, but what's Emily? What is hers? Emily is a, what are you? You're a two. A one. No, no okay. you're, not. you're not a two. But you know what? Uh-huh. My husband's a one. Oh, okay. And that's why he thinks this is all full of crap. Because <laughs> he lives the best life. I mean, not oh. only, I mean, he knew exactly what he wanted. I always say, you know, that's, I was in sales for a long time, 100% commission, commission sales. And it was always really difficult and stressful, was isn't it? Stressful. And great I highs, went, great lows. Oh my gosh. It was such pressure. But I loved it, was like the only job I could have as being a single mom mm-hmm. because if my kids were sick, I could go home and take yeah. care of them. I could be a room mother, I could do whatever mm-hmm. I wanted. But I always told him, if we ever won the lottery, of course you have to play, <laughs> which we don't. But if we ever. <laughs> Came across millions of dollars, I would quit my job so quickly, and he would keep his. He loves it. And that's what we all should do. And that's why you guys are so cool to do this, because Mm -hmm. you love it. Right. Yeah, totally. You absolutely love it, and you're giving back and... But yeah, so he's a one. He's happier than hell. But it took him a long time to meet me. So that's why, like relationship wise, you know, mm. he would go three steps forward, two steps back. That makes sense. That's what I, I was get thinking. it. Yeah. yeah. And so the characteristics <laughs> of you were saying characteristics of two are that you are you you make great progress, right? But it is like you're you go three steps go, forward, two steps back, and it takes you a while. To mm-hmm. figure out what you want to be when you grow up. Okay. So you'll always be successful with whatever you do, but you're always kind of searching. Plus, nobody has ever done... It's been very difficult, and it's kind of been on your own. You you kind right. of do it yourself. No, that's very true. I Is am true? like a serial entrepreneur. You know, yeah. I've, I've, I've done a lot of things, you know, yeah. and, and done them from the ground up, you know, right. and I've won some and lost some. And yeah, you throw enough shit on the wall, and something's gonna stick. That's Absolutely. what I'm thinking about my books. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I mean, and you have done it on your own. I mean, mm-hmm. even from you know from the very beginning. At my the, God, with I had, your yeah, you know, working out at, at 
as a as a, in in school as a mm-hmm. high schooler, but then you know not having that family support system to allow you to go to college, right. you know, and the yeah. and the the games back and forth that you know that mm-hmm. you you still I mean you should pat yourself on the back on an occasion because you you have made a successful life for yourself all on um, your own on her own you know thanks ladies yeah no it's it's um. It's it's hard to keep that perspective, you know, when you're the one living it, right? Well, and, and now you know you're too, so now you're like, oh, you're that like, makes oh, sense. Now okay. I know why I'm but if you want anybody back. to tell you how wonderful you are, just have me back. Okay. <laughs> Without yeah. the wine. I don't have to have the wine, even though it helps, but it's true. I mean, and you have to look at yourself saying, God, I did this all on my own. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. There's something to appreciate there. Surround it? yourself with fives. Yeah, right. yeah, and an occasional six. And I was going to say, and an occasional six, six can't hurt to, every uh, now and then to take care of uh, our love. We're broke. I mean, the sixes—they're not going to be interested in sex, so it's just purely a good mentored relationship, right? It's just, but money. they could help you yeah. with your it's ideas. Just money. They can help, they can you, help with you with ideas. With... Yeah, they could advertise on our show. Yeah, things exactly. like that. Well, that's fabulous and fascinating. I'm glad we had this. Um, uh, and I'm sure I'll be asking so uh, more details. Um, I know. And maybe we'll explain it or put a link for something like that on our that on our podcast fun. Yeah. around the blog posts. So um, you had talked uh, with us about your um, love of cooking, and mm. I know that that has sort of and your brain dead and and the verbs <laughs> and brain dead and cooking still yeah. and still brain dead and you actually have a YouTube show oh yeah where you are just tell our audience our listeners a little bit about this uh, show because I watched some of it and it looks like so much fun and if you're ever looking for a guest mm-hmm. a guest I would love cook that I would love that <laughs> okay cool. Well, do you guys have a I specialty? Mean, I think it should uh, I, be tasting it. I have tasting a special it tasting. Well, I love to cook. You yeah. both can be on it. I would love that. Oh, what is the butt, Michelle? She's like, but it'll be eleven o'clock at night before you're done eating. Or yeah, so cooking. much fun. Well, yeah. like, because it's because it would be like doing it for your show. Emily would be much more um, uh, rigid time frame. Get things done. Boom, boom, boom. Emily loves to cook that. and she loves the experience of it. And you, she's always a great hostess. You just have to know that it'll be late when you eat. <laughs> To have a snack on your way over. I always have snacks. (laughs) But yeah, so tell us about your YouTube show. It all started with my books because it was more therapy and I thought it would be cheaper for me to write my strange ass stories. I mean, we all have them. But instead of giving everybody who I talk to a $20 copay. But instead of a $20 (laughs) copay, I decided to give everybody my favorite recipes. So each of the stories in my books are, they're based on a chapter, kind of more or less. I wrote a a chapter about um, the fact that my husband walked into the the kitchen. He woke up and he kind of stumbled in the kitchen to make coffee. He's like the best coffee maker. And he saw my daughter and I making a brisket. Mm. It was my Aunt Gail's famous brisket recipe. And he looked at the brisket and he's like, ah, oh, shit, who died now? Because oh. <laughs> every time I make a brisket, it's a, yeah, right. it's a funeral or a, a shiva or a mm. wake. And there's there's other recipes that are just so good. I've uh, There's a brie with mm. um, with Kahlua and pecans and, mm. and a little bit of brown sugar. And you wouldn't think that it's a good combination, but it is oh, just really orgasmic. But anyway. I love so, it. Each 26 chapters not only has a uterine-driven disease that I made up, but it also has 26 (gasps) recipes. And then my two best friends, Reggie Drake and Fritzy Reeves, they love to cook also, and we all work together at Southwestern Bell. And they started working at Le Cold Culinaire. They read my book, and they were like, let's do this together. So we have a blast. I think we're on our sixth season. Wow. Oh my. Isn't that crazy? That sounds marvelous. And I would love for you guys to come. I, I mean, would love to. We crack each other up, but I mean, the recipes are all easy. We have a website so you can go and you can, you know, you too could, you know, eat love a coconut it. rum pie and get smashed off your butt. And- well, yeah, well, <laughs> that sounds it. good. And so it's called um, Brain Dead and Cooking. Uh, Braindeadandcookingwithfriends.com. 
Okay. Yeah. And it's easy to find on YouTube. And you can go on YouTube and, and yeah, and check you, us out. And you said you record how many, how we many episodes in a day? Between 12 and 15 a day. Whoa. When you're recording. And we record them. We have pirate pictures, Gail and Wyatt Weed. They're like the best videographers in the whole world. And they come and they love it because they get to eat all day long. And we do, we each do our five recipes that we've decided. And so for like Black History Month, we'll do, we'll do some, you know, ham hocks and collard greens. And, mm. and during Passover, I'll make, you know, matzo ball soup. Oh, oh wow. I'm schwitzing. And, you know, we'll, yeah. we'll do, you know, tenderloin and, and my Aunt Gail's, Famous brisket, and we do these trout pancakes. We do everything, Love but it. we always do it with wine too. And so, oh. at the end of the day, it's not pretty. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we yeah. made uh, my mom's Christmas casserole mm-hmm. over Christmas, and or I was actually uh, that Christmas was so much Eve fun. in my. In my yeah. um, in my kitchen, and we had the camera champagne up and, and, and we drank so some champagne. So tell me about your Christmas casserole. Oh, What's so my name? my mom. This is my mom. My mother would always make for us every every Christmas, and so I then did that for my kids. And so we talked about it, and then we was like, "Well, we'll show you how to guys how to make it." So we had to, and it's up on our um, it is on our our uh, our website. But it is an egg casserole with uh, you take. The um, the refrigerated uh, croissants, you know, and roll them out. That's your crust, mm. and then you mix your um, your egg, and then the uh, brown and serve sausage cut up in little pieces, and green chilies, Ooh. and mushrooms and onions, and I no, 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 but you could add all that, uh, and then <laughs> um, uh, Monterey Jack cheese, salt and pepper. Um, yeah. Have you had it, Emily? I have. Well, yeah. We, 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 we had it together. It was yummy. Yeah, champagne. Uh, right. Yes. So the funny yeah. thing for us is that we made it, and, and then I was like, oh, this is why they have something already prepared, because now we have to yeah. wait an hour for it to cook. Yeah. <laughs> we learned a lot, that <laughs> that creation. It's fun. I, <laughs> I can do the whole prep and all of that. It's just usually when I've had friends over, it's like I'm done with work, and then I'm, oh, you know, know, it's like... But I do like doing that kind of thing, and I um, I think it would be f- so like some signatures if you wanted to cook together sometime that like Love that. that are like uh, they they are my go tos. Let's hear them. Risotto. Oh, so that is just for me. I can do that. Just you know, in, I think like, either you can make risotto. I mean, it's two yeah. types of people in the world. Yeah, somebody who can make risotto, <laughs> somebody who can't because I can't. Oh, well, so there's some tricks. There are some essential tricks. That, it's kind of like, you know, people who love White Castle and people who hate them. Oh, there's no in-between. Yeah, so it's like the no gray area. <laughs> I think there are some tricks that are very essential, which Katie, I'd be happy to share to with you. Us, please. Um, I have a lasagna recipe. Everyone's like, I make great lasagna. But I actually do have a good lasagna. But it's this one might be, be tough for the show because... It's so, it is time intensive. Like I make my own noodles and, you know, they're like pulling them out and, you know, you got the bechamel and the ragu, like all of it, but it's pretty. You make your own bechamel. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So, so that's good. And We're not uh, worthy. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, Looking well, fabulous. Well, you know. Well, really? There is a definite outfit I wear when I do that. I am so not worthy. No. Oh, please. Oh, my God. Those are a couple favorites. I do like doing fun little things, too, like raviolis. Making your own raviolis are so fun. You know, that kind of thing. So you have a pasta machine. A pasta I maker. do. And then... Coco Van. Yeah. Coco Van. And I think the first time you came over to my house, we had Coco Van. Yeah. So that's chicken. Yeah. Yeah. Made with wine. Yeah. It's delicious. It's so, it's so good. It's very delicious. It's very delicious. Is it difficult to make? No. Not at all. All And that's why, in fact, we, this was when Michelle and I went to the park in January Mm -hmm. and it was sub 20 degrees outside and we had had a picnic. picnic. And then we went to the art museum. I was like, why don't we come over and have more wine and cook? And, um, and I was like, well, I don't have a lot of food, but I know I can make coca van. So wow. we make coca van. And you do it with yeah. chicken breasts. I use a whole chicken. I always, you know, you can do whatever you want. You can use breasts, thighs, but I just, 
it's more economical. I like the fact that people love different parts. So I I'll like just get meat. a whole you like chicken. Dark meat or white mm-hmm. meat? Oh, I like dark meat and white meat. Yeah. yeah. So and just if get it's the being cooked for me, I like it all. You like it even better. Yeah, I like it even better. If it's cooked for me and the dishes are cleaned up for me, <laughs> I you can I'll I'll eat anything. Yeah. 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 So anyway, those are the things. Okay, so I have a question. Yeah. Bechamel on top of your lasagna, so you have like the white cheese sauce. Both. There's both. With you the layer it both. Mm-hmm. And the bechamel. Yeah, you do all of it. You do have to come. Yeah. Because I've never done that before. Oh, but that sounds great. It's good. We'll have a cooking party. That sounds fun. Could at least be king on uh, on brain brain dead dead. dead. with friends. Yeah, that sounds good. And wine. (laughs) Yeah, and wine. Yeah. Well, thank you, Laura. This has been just a delight. I knew it would be. Well, quick before we before we wrap up, there you have you have an initiative that you've been doing for a long time around Mother's Day, and I'm sure St. Louisans are who are listening to this show are familiar with it, but could you like share what it is for our listeners that are not in St. Louis? Thank you so much. That just gave me goosebumps. You know, out of everything that I've done in my life, I am so proud of this show. It's called Listen to Your Mother. And this would have been our eighth year. And a woman started it in Madison, Wisconsin. Her name is Ann Emig. And she was brilliant. And it was just, I like to say... And I say this all the time, and people think I'm so stupid. But if you have an ovary, if you used to have an ovary, or if you know someone with an ovary, (laughs) you qualify. Okay. And so every year we get anywhere between 100 to 200 stories from women all over. We've had them from Columbia and Lake of the Ozarks and Illinois and and all over. And they write stories about motherhood, whether Mm -hmm. or not it's about their mom or their grandma or a mom that they know or funny experiences that they've had. And it is amazing. And there's men, too, who've written killer stories. But it's amazing how much talent we have in this city. And St. Luke's picked it up and said, we want to to promote you. We want to sponsor you. And so we're at the Health Institute at St. Luke's every year. They seat about 275 people. We do two shows at 11 o'clock and 3 o'clock. You can find it on YouTube, too. Go to Listen to Your Mother, St. Louis. It used to be in 52 different cities, and the creator, Ann Emig, decided it was just too much. She did a book with a bunch of stories all over, but she stopped it because I think she wanted to do something like a, a vagina monologue oh, kind okay. of thing. Mm-hmm. And But um, she stopped it probably like three or four years ago. And I refuse to do it. I refuse to stop stop it because Mm -hmm. the proceeds go to a, we pick a local charity, St. Louis Charity, every year. Last year, it was in honor of my best friend who passed away from ovarian cancer, Mm -hmm. Um, the St. Louis Ovarian Cancer Awareness Society. Uh, The the year before was Almost Home. Have you heard of them? They're wonderful. Off of Shoto, it's a, a home for... For unwed mothers, and they put them through college. Nice. They provide daycare for wow. these girls. It is fabulous. Wow. Um, we've had St. Louis Parenting Resources. We've had uh, Girls in the Know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like wonderful charities. Really lovely. But what it does to the cast and what it does to the audience, it just empowers them so much. So this year, our our show, it's always the Saturday before Mother's Day. And this year, we kept on postponing it and kept on postponing it. And it was supposed to be August 22nd. And, I mean, we've sold hundreds and hundreds of tickets. And we decided it is not worth... The COVID? Risk, it's not worth, you know, you risking think anybody. switch it to an online kind of thing? Well, like you know, there's that. a couple cities that yeah. still do it, and they did. But it's, our cast is so kick-ass this year yeah. oh my god this the stories that we have and i i am so sick of zoom are you guys sick yeah, of zoom? a little a little bit yeah a little bit tired of zoom yeah. so i didn't want to do that so we're going to move it to may 8th 2021 and we're going to do three shows we're going to do a friday night show with wine and then we're going to do i love like that? that i love that wine. caveat yeah <laughs> and then saturday the the 11 and and I also think that we're going to get a couple more stories because I would love to do a story 
that is relevant. I would love to have, um, I just in the last couple days, um, I received some stories about diversity and mm. and raising an African American son mm-hmm. in this environment. And um, I have a friend whose five family members had COVID. So wow. I want her to write a story yeah, because my it's God. just so I mean, I think it's you know, you laugh and you cry. It is such a roller coaster. It's kind of, of a, a moth radio experience, really. It's it's Sounds human like. life, it you is. know, and yeah, emotion. Well, this is, this and, is at f- fantastic, and I hope that we'll have you back on probably closer, mm-hmm. like season seven, prior to right. the, uh, the the when the, the, the next listen to your yeah. mother, so Thanks. that we can remind our listeners out there and start uh, writing. I, would I have love. got so many stories, oh gosh, and, and yeah. our listeners should start writing too. Please. And they can find you at listen to your mother st louis dot com or um, it is listenstl dot com. Listenstl dot com. Yeah, uh, go there, Please. and um, even if you don't live in St. Louis, right, you can submit, and you can find a listen to your mother show in the city that you're in. Because there's still there's still probably I think about anywhere between five and seven shows, and hopefully they'll re- reproduce as we speak. Yeah, because it's That's great- wonderful. I love how many. You're just an advocacy period. It seems oh. to me like everything that you get your hands in, it's it's all about. It's community driven. It's providing Thank opportunity and elevating art. You know, and yeah, it's really one thing awesome. I, I really want to teach my kids, and I think probably Michelle, you're you're like this too, is that you can do anything you want, mm-hmm. anything, anything you want to do, you can put your mind to it. I mean, it, it was like producing our show, our documentary. I've never done that before, but I found Denise. And I found, you know, the yeah. story that you the, wanted to yeah. tell. Yeah, and it was just like, oh my god, you know, if you find the right people and you have the drive and you're doing it for the right reasons. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. oh well, cool. isn't that so true? Your intention behind it is so yeah. important. I hope you know? so. Yeah. Well, this has been a delight. Why? This has yeah. been fun. Thank Absolutely. you for coming to the studio. Thank you, Thank you for you being so our, you know, a wonderful way to kick off season five of Clearly Speaking the Podcast. It's just Absolutely. wonderful to have you here, Laura. How fun. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, cheers, ladies. Cheers to you. Yeah. Ching ching. Oh. Are we gonna ching, we're gonna have like ching, a real uh, sound. A real ching ching. Real ching ching. <laughs> All right, we'll see you next week. Cheers. Cheers.